0: Welcome to episode number 121 of the Towel Light Talk podcast. This is Casey.
1: And this is Chris.
0: And, hi guys. We're going to get right into some Marvel movie news. Marvel movie TV news. (laughs) All the Marvel news. Uh, First things first, the Black Widow working title is Blue Bayou. Um, It hasn't started filming yet, but Ned Benson has been hired to come in and uh, work on the script. So Ned Benson is, I don't know, he was a writer for the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Um, I don't really know anything else that he's done, but still excited to see this movie.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Are they they really aiming for an R rating? I don't know about that. I would say a high, I would say a, a um, darker side, PG thirteen.
0: Yeah, I mean they're all PG thirteen. I don't. I severely doubt it because Disney has put out the mandate that they will not do anything rated R, and this is not a Fox film. So, no, not likely. Um, say it again.
1: How boring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're love, if you can do it with the. With, uh, Deadpool and just start new things like that, then maybe you should try new things, you know? That's all I'm saying. There are different levels of superheroes out there. Everything can't just be the same. You did that for 10 years. That's people's complaints about Marvel and MCU, that it's just, it's it's awesome, in our opinion. We love it, but it could use a darker side. And the Netflix shows kind of did it, but not really. So I had that kind of the Punisher was as Punisher as it could get in the Marvel and the Disney verse. It's the Disney Punisher, buddy. You can look at me all you want like that, but that's called the Disney Punisher. I
0: think it's a different podcast. It is.
1: Like the, the, level,
0: the level of violence that happens within the Netflix shows is mm-hmm. rated R violence. You, you can't have a head. Exploding or a like, person getting set on fire in front of people without it being rated R. That's, that's just it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So so there we go. Those are rated R. <laughs> that's from, yeah. There you go. As much as you want to, you know, as much as you can get to that point, and they're okay with that, then you put it underneath a different banner, just like they're going to with Deadpool. So I would say that they need to stop looking at it as a Disney, as Disney company. Disney is acquiring so much stuff now that they're going to have to look at their morals. And be smart about it because now everybody wants a Disney massaged uh, you know,
0: movie. <laughs> yes, they do. That's the thing is they make billions of dollars every year off of it being PG-13. Mm-hmm. If they go and change what's already been working, it doesn't make financial sense. You and I are in the minority because we're hardcore fans. In the, in the general audience the ones that take their 13-year-old kids to make all the money for these things, they're the ones who are making the money for Disney. So, business-wise, I'm sorry. It makes complete sense to me. It
1: does, but you've made your money. So, it's time to start trying other things, too. Well... Because it's true. Oh, I, I It's true. It's extremely... I mean, it's like... I look forward to these movies, but they're, they're like the same cookie-cutter thing. So, I can say what I want, because it's opinion. And it's true, and I'm right. But it's I know Your what you're opinion, saying. Yes. And marketing right wise, you're right. But that's the th- same thing. It's being like saying, hey, solo wasn't a good movie because nobody went to see it. You know what? That's not true. <laughs> it's just it, that's their own fault, you know what I mean? So whatever. You'll you'll understand one day when Disney decides to stop being like all princesses and ponies and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, until that time, Brie Larson
0: wants Miss Marvel to be in the sequel to Captain Marvel. Um, There is uh, some controversy surrounding the movie right now, because apparently people went on Rotten Tomatoes and started giving it bad scores before they even showed test screenings, which they finally showed test screenings, I want to say yesterday. Maybe not yesterday, or the day before. One of the couple days, and... um, all the reviews have been stellar saying it's a great nineties movie and it's kind of weird. And even though it does kind of follow the same formula, it's still really great. So what do you think
1: about that? Great. My favorite is, Oh, Thanos is fucked. That's yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite headline. Um, I mean, great, but this is, this is what I'm saying. I, I, I should be more excited for this movie, based on what it is and everything, but I'm not. So it's 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 just kind of like, oh, there's a Captain Marvel's coming out. That's great. That's I mean that's where I'm at with these Marvel movies. So let's do it. All right. Well. Let's get it over. Let's get this over with, so we can get other things like the Eternals and Shang Chi and this. You know, let's do some different stuff because that's uh, it's next. And, you know, we're about to wrap up 10 years of of storytelling. So that's that's fine.
0: Well, it looks like Gwyneth Paltrow agrees with you because she is officially done with the MCU after Endgame. That will be her last film. I'd say I was done. She's
1: just too old. No, to no she suit. said she's done. I know. She says she's too old to wear a suit. <laughs> that's what she said? <laughs> yeah, that was one of the Be wearing, it'll be running around in a costume or something
0: like that. What?
1: Maybe we should do that for
0: like two seconds.
1: I know. (laughs) Who knows about what happens in Endgame, but you know, it's the full thing is coming probably with her in there and everything, so who knows? Yeah. Rescue or whatever they call her. Huh. Okay. I know. I mean, this is natural too. I mean, it's just like, I don't. We don't even know if Robert Downey Jr. is a part of the future, <laughs> you know so it's like this is just making more and more sense that we're departing away from the Robert Downey Jr. era.
0: Yeah, I think she's just, uh, you know, you, you do it for 10 years and she just wants to move on.
1: Um, There's a lot more right, but like I just said, there are some bigger hints to the fact that we were we have an Iron Man less MCU ahead of us. Right. I agree. That's the big, I think that's one of the bigger clues right there. It could be simply, she's not in it, but they had developed such a big relationship by the end of you know, by the time we got to end um, Avengers Infinity War you know, there's still like lovers and all that stuff and we're going to come back and so it's way too of a connected relationship for him to be a standalone character unless he's a voice in the future
0: which is what I think is probably going to happen, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Happy's, Happy's apparently in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, so at least we but had some said Happy
1: was suit. gone. I mean, Happy could be running around as Iron Man, for all we know.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> let's I, hope not. Uh, <laughs> that was his deal. He said, I get to do the Mandalorian, and I get to get the fat Iron Man suit.
0: Okay, let's see how that shows up. Um in the, yeah, right. Is this in... news? What are we doing here?
1: Is This is this actually news because this is the funniest, like no brainer of the week, where everybody's like, "Look at my clickbait article! Look, Punisher and Jessica Jones got canceled." You know, we know people are holding out. Holding out hope, holding that, holding that, uh, holding the light for these shows not to get canceled. I don't know why, but it's fun.
0: Yeah. So moving on, Leah Thompson's joining (laughs) Howard the Duck animated series. Uh, she'll be voicing a character, not confirmed if it's her character from the movie or not, but I just thought that that was a nice little, uh, Homage to her and the fact that she's joining that Kevin Smith uh, animated series.
1: The general public knows there's the Howard the Duck movie out there. It's sorry, Leah Thompson.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I doubt it. But it's a
1: big, I'm always questioning that. Like people who don't know, like there's the, like the Lost Boys exist. Do they know that Howard the Duck exists?
0: I severely doubt it. I think it's yeah. uh <laughs> I think it's well below the radar.
1: <laughs> Who's that chick? Is it the chick Back to the Future? Yeah, that would be about it.
0: Um, and then Into the Spider-Verse, likely to be the best animated film uh of the year in an Oscar form, uh, is coming out digitally next week. Good. Um, which is kind of wild, and it's funny. They even tweeted out uh Chris Miller. He was like, hey, it comes out on the 26th digitally. And by the way, it's still in theaters making money. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I put it on the wish list for us. So it will be bought next week. And I want to watch the Spider-Ham animated mm-hmm. <laughs> short. <laughs> so that's happening. Awesome. Okay, so let's move on to the DC side of things. I'm gonna have you take these.
1: Sure. Great. Let me uh, let me tell you about what happens when you announce more movies than you could actually handle or pretend are real. So the anything with Jared Leto apparently is off the slate for DC, which makes sense to me, uh seeing that he's now jumped on over to Morbius. But they actually want to make movies, you know, because Sony is really pumping up their, uh, their their Spider-Verse. So they've basically canceled the Joker standalone movie, which we were like, why does this even exist? And then the Joker Harley movie, which made more sense. But uh, once they started announcing other Harley projects, that was pretty much on a back burner. So I'm not surprised. I see no future for Jared Leto at the uh, in the DC movies. I don't care to see him again in the DC movies. Um, so we'll see where we are when Batman comes out in 2021. Uh, and also what happens after the Joker comes out this year.
0: Right. Um, the other thing we didn't talk about is Affleck confirms he's done as Batman. Yeah.
1: I don't think, I didn't know if you really believe that or not still, since it wasn't official.
0: No, it is official.
1: <laughs> I know it's official. Oh, okay. I'm making, I'm just, I'm poking fun because it was pretty much official the day it was announced and you, you were fighting it tooth and nail that it wasn't official. But um, like I said, I was watching Jimmy Kimmel one night and he was on there and he's just and the, like, they retired, <laughs> they retired the, the, uh, the cape and cowl and all that. So it was pretty much uh, for reals there.
0: Yeah. That's where he, that's where he said it. So yep. rest in peace, Batfleck.
1: It's funny because it was a- I was actually watching that episode live li- randomly. I never watched that show, never really watched late night, and I turned it on, and they're doing that, and I was like, "Holy crap!"
0: Yeah, I thought that I saw the clip. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's next?
1: Uh, Army Hammer is back in the uh, in the, <laughs> the the rumor meat grinder of. Who's going to be Batman next? Uh, but he's saying that there have been no talks of him being Batman. Uh, so that that rumor is squashed, or say maybe it is true, and he just doesn't want to say anything about it. But uh, there's some, there's a lot of names out there right now for replacing Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, but we'll see. We don't. You know, I'm sure we'll get that casting news the next six months, probably.
0: If not sooner. I mean, they got to start filming that movie in order for it to even come out next.
1: 2021.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They still have to start filming it like pretty soon.
1: Yeah. By the end of the year. Yep. So. If you can film Star Wars.
0: I hey. think it's a little bit different with Star Wars because. They can already do previous stuff. Like, and there already was a script, and JJ just had to redo it. Mm -hmm. I think for as far as this goes, they're starting over from scratch. You know,
1: they are, but the you know that that script is pretty much done. All they need to do is insert a Batman. Yeah, that's it. I mean, my my thoughts behind Star Wars is just so much more that goes into that production, um, and they can do that movie within. X amount of months you know the, just right. the film the filming of it, but so i don't i don't see them i don't really see them maybe starting that until late this year, so i don't know if we'll they we'll go get a Batman sooner than later, I hope because that would be nice to kind of know and then we can see what direction they're going and so on yeah <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, we announced that, uh David Nutter was going to be jumping on the Batwoman pilot and we we're very excited about that. And now he's jumping off, unfortunately. So he's he will be departing from that. I'm not sure I didn't really take a look to see if they replaced him with anybody. Uh but we do have a casting. Uh Doug Scott will be cast as her father. What's his name? Help me out here, buddy. General Kane. Yeah General <laughs> Kane. That's good. So yeah. that's cool. I mean not that Nutter's leaving, because I was—I thought that would—that was really bringing kind of a excitement about that production for me.
0: He is staying on as um, executive producer.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, like saying Mark Guggenheim, after he got fired, was still there. Yeah, it's so funny Guggenheim's.
0: Co- I think is there. It's. Uh, the other Andrew Kreisberg is the
1: one who got. It was Kreisberg or Kreisberg, Wh- whatever it was. I thought it was. I thought it was the. I thought it was the guy that always was doing the CW shows. Who was Guggenheim? But all right, maybe. It it was both. Because I because after he left, it was like they really lost their CW feel. They're more <laughs> a little darker. So it's true though. That's that's let's see. Um, And then Doom Patrol premiered, and I loved it, more than life itself, mostly. No, I thought it was wonderful. Um, What they did in an hour of character development, um, a villain who's interesting and and the narrator at the same time, um, the adult themes, the music. The cinematography that everything was just like more than I expected, even after watching everything that led up to this show, even after watching the super spoilerly preview that they had on a couple times on d c daily before the show premiered, um, I was still blown away by it uh, yeah blew my it, it still exceeded my expectations it's awesome yeah
0: yeah it was uh it was very good um I'm excited to see where they take this show. I'm hoping that there's a Titans crossover. Mm. Um, That would be really cool. Uh, It'll be curious if it has any weight to the greater DCU, like Titans does, like where they kept dropping Justice League references and stuff like that. And um, they had, what was their name? Is it Wonder Girl? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, the greater DCU if there'll be more ties to that but um even if they don't as it stands it's just a cool idea it's a very different uh where you talked about Marvel doing cookie cutter things like this is very unlike anything we've seen in the superhero realm so um it was it was cool it was
1: really cool yeah it was it was refreshing in that i think that's kind of what really impressed me the most about it that it it kind of it it destroyed that trope. It got away from, like you just said, like I said, the cookie cutter thing. Um, yeah. That was still establishing that yes, we are heroes. We're going to stay here. We're going to protect this town instead of running like we could have. Um, there was some good themes in there. Um, yep. Really good character development. So I like yep. I like it. I can't wait to next this 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 Friday and um, and um, maybe I'll you know um, we'll go. Actually, we'll, we're going to talk about umbrella Academy later. So let's yep. on to comics. Um, you want me to go?
0: Yeah, because I'll I'll take it after the break.
1: Cool. Uh, Valiant Comics annu- uh, announced a new series called Side Uh, well, what is old is new again with Valiant, and yeah, exactly. Bringing it back. <laughs> so, um, I think I had actually just found an old Side comic in my in my pile the other day when I was scanning my comics. Uh, but this new series is going to be written by Fred Van Lent and uh, art by Renato Guedes. Yeah,
0: Fred Van Lent's been doing amazing stuff on Valiant for years, and um, great. Uh, bring it on! I like the Silords back in the days as, as well. Uh, so yeah, let's see
1: it. Yeah, this is um, this is just kind of coming on the curtails of Breakthrough. Uh, speaking of breakthrough incursion, number one comes out today, which is Wednesday, February twentieth. So you'll be <sighs> yeah. the show a couple days later, but um, go pick that up. And also, the end of XO is coming. Uh, yep. Lisa, Matt, uh, Kent's run. So uh, the also, version, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an epic run if uh, you guys want to read some epic space battles. So uh, moving on to DC move news uh tom taylor of injustice comic fame has his next big dc thing coming at us it's called deceased it's cleverly spelled dc east uh, <laughs> it's gonna deal with our heroes and villains fighting off hordes of zombies uh which has definitely been done before uh but hopefully in l- and how it's Tom Taylor, this will kind of exist outside of DC realm of normal continuity. He can can go do his own violent, dark thing like he did with Injustice, and it'll be a lot of fun. So um, That comes out May 1st. There are some cool variants available, so check it out.
0: Yeah, I just saw Greg Capullo's um, cover, or whatever it is, Mm. with Batman fighting off a bunch of Undead GCPD. Um, it looked cool. I mean, it sounds like, honestly, it sounds like Marvel Zombies, like Dark Side uses technology and changes half the world or whatever into zombies. Um, but whatever. <laughs> I liked Marvel Zombies. So I'm sure I'll like this. Tom Taylor is a great writer.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Um, I remember because Marvel Zombies was started off by Robert Kirkman. Um, <laughs> that was like right. As he was not even Walking Dead fame yet. No, yeah, exactly. Which is a neat little thing if you guys don't know that or don't remember that. Um, next up uh, is going to be DC's Year of the Villain, which kicks off in May, which is a year-long event. Um, so, I just—it's going to be kicked off with what's uh, the one—the standalone issue called Year of the Villain number one which is going to cost you 27 cents. And this is right around the time of free comic book day. Uh, I think it comes out a week or two before. So it's kind of leading into free comic book day. Um, but you're going to get a bunch of stories from some of the greater, greatest writers at DC um, about our favorite villains. And um, so this, this, this whole event is just kind of span the year. Uh, and it's just going to kind of interweave between in within titles just and then, so the villains will have kind of their uh their day, and this is all leading into like the Leviathan uh storyline that Bendis is going to be doing and, and different things like that. So, big plans for the villains of DC, which is awesome because they are my favorite.
0: Can I just elaborate just a, a little bit? Mm-hmm. So, basically, uh, Lex Luthor assembled a super team of villains, including. The uh Batman Who Laughs, Bane, Cheetah, and the Dark Goddess Perpetua. And because the the Snyder and Jock, Batman Who Laughs is supposed to end um pretty soon, actually. It's about they, halfway done. Yeah, they have so probably in May. And then um they will be continuing on with that character and <laughs> will be playing a major role in in this whole
1: year of the villain. So
0: not going anywhere.
1: <laughs> no. Um I just yeah, we just want to mention, since you said that, um with what Lex has been doing in Justice League, um his his long his long game right now with the Legion of Doom. Also uh with Tom King's long long run game here with Bane, uh their little chess match that he's been having with Batman since the beginning of King's run. Um it's really gonna start playing out as well, uh, this summer as part of year of the villain called, I think it's called Bane city or something like that. Uh, it's so uh, a it it city it's, of Bane or something city like of that. Bane, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a major chapter within the year of the villain as well. So we're going to kind of get this, hopefully this, um, climax of the Batman Bane story that, uh, has been entertaining us for the last few years. Yeah. Yep. Can't wait. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So, one of my favorite characters in the DC universe is Jimmy Olsen. Uh, strangely enough, he he has a lot to do with the old Kirby stories. Um, the Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen comic was a was a was a big. I think it was one of the first ones that Kirby wrote when he came over to DC, from what I remember. So, I can. They're really starting to really kick up. The Kirbyism within DC Comics right now. Uh there's a lot of like more than Marvel, yep. Yeah, King's um King's Mr. Miracle was super popular and, and influential. That that trade just came out. Uh, Female Furies is happening right now. Dark side is always omnipresent. So um I'm happy to see this, especially since Mad Fraction is is gonna be on that um, that title with Steve Lieber on art. Uh so hopefully we'll get some fun. Fun uh, fun stories with that.
0: Here's the thing. I would like to be excited about this because I mm. love Matt Fraction. Right. Matt Fraction also doesn't like to write comics on time. I'm actually shocked mm. that DC took him because I can't remember the last time Matt Fraction worked for DC. I don't even know if he has. Um, but the dude can't come up with a comic on time. And he signed that deal recently with his wife to work for TV. So yay, maybe sort of we'll see something with this comic but more likely than not i.e. sex criminals i.e. Uh, you know old you know hawkeye like whatever like the dude just doesn't know how to put things out on time so i'd like to be excited about this but unfortunately i'm actually kind of jaded and <laughs> like like uh all right well it'd be cool to see what matt fraction does with the character when <laughs> and if he decides to
1: do something Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Grant maybe over. maybe Greg Rucka's Lois Lane series is more up your alley. Then that'll be ah, that's also, that's also hitting. <laughs> All right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, finally, DC comic news: uh, another DC Comics number one thousand variant has been announced. This one by Alex Ross. It is in tribute of DC Comics issue twenty-seven, the first appearance of Batman. Um, it's that. That classic one where he's like grabbing that guy on the, on the roof or whatever—I forget—but it's awesome. It's going to be up, up for pre-order uh, starting on 26. 226 next week. Because I'll be there. <laughs> it's an that, awesome cover. I—I I do. So
0: that's the thing. Obviously, there's five thousand covers for this Detective Comics one thousand, mm. um, and there's some I want. Uh, the La, La Martina cover being the number one until I saw this. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm gonna spend the money. It's probably gonna be twenty five dollars, but I do not care. I want yes. that, and I want it framed.
1: Don't even frame. Just go get it graded. Well,
0: I mean, but then hang it up. You know, like yeah, it just it, it looks so beautiful. Um, so, anywho, that was it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um Marvel is bringing back Star Wars classics, apparently, uh in the comic side. So let me, let me just bring up this. So they're going to be reviving the 1980s Star Wars comic. And they're going to be going back to the original numbering. So the original one ended in 1988 with issue number 107. So 108 will be the kickoff, and it will be telling... Classic storylines with classic characters, including comic book originals such as Valance, The Hunter, and Jackson. So, all the Star Wars, all the monies.
0: I never read those Mm -hmm. originals, so I'm not excited for this. But, you know, if you did, then good for you guys. (laughs) I read more Dark Wars. That's it. So, I, I need to go back and see if this is something I'm actually excited about.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, these are what they were. I don't know either. I I guess they have those collections that we can go check out, and it would be I guess it would be worth it because they are kind of like weird. I would say almost like trippy, like Jack Kirby style. Some of those stories, mm-hmm. so they're just kind of like out there. Um, so I wouldn't mind kind of seeing what it is. Uh, yeah, but we'll have to see. Um. One thing I, 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 I kind of don't like to get behind are strange crossovers. Um, now, hmm. this one sounds kind of interesting. Uh, with the introduction of Conan lately within the Marvel Universe, uh, they're taking full advantage of putting him in as many books as possible. Uh, the, light, the latest one is going to be called Savage Avengers. Uh, at First, this sounded... Goofy, and then I read more into it. Uh, Conan will be teaming up with Wolverine, Venom, The Punisher, Elektra, and Brother Voodoo. It's coming from writer Gary Dugan, and also our favorite, Mike Deodato, on art. Uh, hmm. In the series, Conan has returned to the Marvel Universe, and his new adventures begin here. Um, so apparently these, these necromancers, or whatever wizards, are trying to Team up with the hands and do crazy things, and you need a special badass team to go take them on. So Conan teams up with some some of the craziest Marvel heroes, right?
0: Or anti heroes? Anti heroes, no yeah. Yep. Um, sure, I'll read the first issue. I, I still need to read that. What What did he join, X Men, Conan?
1: I I, think. I don't know if those were just covers. <laughs>
0: Right. Right. So, um, I don't, you know, I'll read it. I'll, I'll check it out. It sounds cool. And right now, because I'm so far behind on the continuity of Marvel, like it's actually going to be a lot easier for me to just jump into some weird shit as opposed to trying to keep up and go back. So sure. Fine.
1: I can, uh, I can roll with that. Yeah. These little weird side stories that don't really affect everything else or are heavily affected by everything else. Uh, why don't you take these last two?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, the so- the Soska sisters, um, who are mostly known for their horror movies, um, like American Mary and other evil stuff, uh, they are going to be taking on Black Widow, who will be hunting down a bunch of child killers. Um, it's going to be a limited series, like a mini-series. Sounds pretty cool. I like the Soska, Soska sisters as directors. Um, so they have done some Deadpool before, like one off issue. And I want to say I, maybe like Venom or something. But they have written for Marvel before. It's not their first time, but it's their first time actually doing a limited series with one character. So that's coming out, I think, in May. Um, and then for Dark Horse uh, Aliens Rescue it's going to be more stories with Amanda Ripley as she has to try to save one of the colonial Marines from aliens. Like her limited series is, well, it's not limited now because there's another one, but series is going on right now. Uh, Aliens.
1: Resistance. Resistance.
0: Yep. So this takes place after that. Interesting. So she doesn't die. (laughs) Spoiler.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I like Amanda Ripley. I, li- I like that when they brought her in isolation, it was a good move. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like that they can build this universe around her, and it feels, it feels, like good continuity. So, um, I'm okay with it, and I'm yeah. always okay with more alien comics. That's it. So, um, that's the end of
0: comic news and Marvel news and all that. So, let's move on to a commercial.
1: There the bug is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got them! It's the
0: pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don't Forget geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're gonna geek out about it! Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a Tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, second! We are back from those commercials. Alright, first things first. Netflix announces an animated prequel series called Transformers War for Cybertron. Um, It takes place before the events of the Michael Bay movies, which kind of are getting a soft reboot anyway because Bumblebee kind of retconned a lot of things in those movies, um, gave gave the Transformers a, a bit of a new origin story in, in that. So, um, honestly, the stuff that happened in Cybertron and Bumblebee was so epic, and I want to see a whole movie of that. And if Netflix cartoons are the way to do that, then sure, all about it.
1: Yeah, it still should get its own movie, probably.
0: <laughs> it that,
1: should. We for that
0: be level nice of epicness. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely nice to see it. But um, anyway, hey, we're going to get a TV show or a cartoon show on Netflix, so
1: yay for that. Things things that never go away. Netflix? Oh, Transformers. Transformers yeah. animated series. <laughs> That's yeah. true.
0: Uh, speaking of other animated series Star Trek is going to be getting an animated uh, series coming through Nickelodeon um, That's that was
1: new <laughs> yeah it's interesting uh, that it's not part of the CBS family at all it's like the first time it's kind of venturing in the new space
0: <laughs> yeah it's going to be aimed at kids um, but same thing written by the people who worked on the lego movie and hotel transylvania and stuff like that so uh we'll see you know uh, we talked about it a couple times now that they need to really start expanding the star trek world like star wars because it has such a huge fan base and has been around for such a long time that it just it just makes sense so cool good good for them uh, moving on, we have the possibility of two live-action Alien series in the work over at TNT and Hulu uh, with Ridley Scott involved. Um, that's it. No details, but as huge Alien fans as we are, what do you think of this?
1: Um, I You know... To be honest, I don't know. One of one show I heard was rumored that it's going to be about AI, uh, which was also heavily rumored to be one of Ridley Scott's next movies within this verse. So I, I don't know. Every time Ridley Scott says he doesn't want to do something or he's tired of doing something, he wants to go in a different direction. He goes right back in the same direction. Anyhow. Now we've heard this rumor of, a, of an aliens TV show for a while, and we've been speculating what's going to happen with all this once Disney does own all these rights. Um, of course, they're going to have their own film division for this kind of stuff, which is cool. Uh, <clears throat> but I want to know what this other Aliens series would be about if the other one is about AI because I, I, I don't care that much about it. Um, on the robot side, I do care about xenomorphs when it comes to alien, and that's what I want to see. So
0: maybe that'll develop the, uh, you know, Ellen Rip or uh, Amanda Ripley, you know, into a, right. Into a show, which I could see, um, you know, I'm just going to chalk this up to one of those. I'll believe it when I see it sort of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously aliens has been going on since the late seventies, uh, this franchise, and it continues to live on through video games and comic books, mostly, um, covenant was a misstep whereas prometheus was an expansion of the world so it'll be curious to see if anything comes from this but like you said i i don't care so much about uh david's story as opposed to xenomorph's story which can kind of be endless as dark horse has shown you (laughs) for the last uh 30 40 years in comics so i guess we'll see um Neil Gaiman is planning on reviving Jim Henson's storyteller. Uh, this is good. This was like almost like um, amazing stories that Spielberg did back in the day, where it's just these one-off little stories, but it you know they use the puppetry magic of Jim Henson, and um, you know since Jim Henson passed away, his kids have really. <laughs> taking these you know that company to new levels with like the happy time murders and dark crystals getting rebooted and all the work that they've done with star wars you know what i mean so i whatever you know neil gaiman is a master of mythology and storytelling um and i think that this serves uh to be pretty cool personally absolutely so we'll see what happens. Um, Dee Johnson, who I'm not quite familiar with her work, uh, but she's going to be taking over as showrunner for the Vampire Chronicles. Uh, originally, it was attached to Brian Fuller, who did Hannibal and Heroes, and the dude is, I think, Star Trek something. So he's he's a showrunner on a lot of things, and I think he just got too busy. Um, but is a huge... Uh, Lestat, the Lion Court fan um, and Rice fan I'm excited to finally see some movement on this series that is coming to I think it's Hulu I can't remember if it's Hulu or Amazon but we will be getting um, you know with a showrunner attached I think that this uh, this is good Hulu, Hulu is where it's going
1: huh, awesome yeah we need more more from that world
0: yeah in live action form, you know,
1: yeah, it's just like I'm glad that it didn't come out when like that they didn't try to go on that whole twilight surf, you know that wave when vampires no. got got mistakenly popular again for the wrong reasons, um, and then everybody started doing their vampire thing, and now it's all fizzled out again, so yes, please come in and do it right, exactly.
0: And then finally Umbrella Academy also debuted this weekend and um you have only a couple left. I only watched a couple but what are your initial thoughts as someone who has not read the comic, right?
1: Correct. Okay. Interesting enough that it comes out in the same weekend as Doom Patrol. Uh it premieres the same day. Very very similar um roots in a way. Um you know, Gerard Way has written on. You know, he created one, and he wrote he wrote Doom Patrol. He the current iteration of it. Um, so I thought it was cool that both those shows came out the same weekend. Um, and I'll tell you that I did like Doom Patrol more, but Umbrella Academy is a lot of fun. It's it makes you definitely want to come back and just binge the heck out of it. And from what I've heard, it 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 does take its. Um, You know, it does kind of change the the comics in a way to a positive light, as most people have said, that uh, it was written for TV specifically for these reasons and to deter from the comics in a way. So it's uh, I enjoy it. Now it does make me want to go back and read it, though, and just see what um, what the differences are. I know
0: when I, I tried reading it when it came out and I thought it was
1: too weird.
0: However it was written, I just didn't like it. Um, And maybe it just hit me at the wrong time. So I will try it again uh, after the show just to kind of see some of those differences. But um, I know that Gerard Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba are executive producers, and I saw a lot of behind-the-scenes footage from their own personal Instagram. So I know that they had a heavy hand in it. And I would imagine Gerard Way had a heavy hand in the music of that show because the music is insane. Like yes. the fact that they got like to do clean and I want to say I heard like some David Bowie and some other eighties hits.
1: The like first song was Lindsey Stirling's Phantom of the Opera.
0: Was it? Yeah. I was okay. like,
1: is yeah. this Lindsey Stirling? And it, <laughs> and it was like that. And I think that really just set up the show for me. Cause I was just like, this is a really neat way to kind of just bring in everybody. Yeah. And, and just do this montage. And I, it was just, Happened to be by Lindsay Sterling and Phantom of the Opera, so it was kind of kind of wild like that. Yeah. Set set in the mood the right way. Yeah, I for did sure. want to I did want to mention because you said that you found it hard to read when you first when you when you picked it up the first time. I felt the exact same way when I tried to re- read Ways Doom Patrol. I just is like, I read a I read read an issue and I was like, I didn't read anything after that. I'm going to try again, but it was like <clears throat> it was almost so weird that I was just. <laughs> Kind of like, I'm going to go read something else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what it was. I just couldn't. I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. But anyway, it makes sense in the show. It's very much like Heroes, uh, (laughs) which I think (laughs) makes it accessible (laughs) to a lot of people. Because a lot of my friends who are not comic book fans, even my sister who texted me last night and said, hey, should I be watching Umbrella Academy? But she never texts me about comic book
1: shows. So I just thought that was interesting. That must be making its rounds on this <clears> on <throat> people, you know, various audience enjoying it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. The character is very relatable. I love it. I mean, I, it's been hard for me not to want to watch these last two episodes. We had to push them back because it have been working and we almost finished it within the weekend. We could have, but then we ended up watching some other stuff on Sunday. So um, it's that good.
0: Move on to movies. Uh, we have Breaking Bad is to start production uh, at Netflix or it's going to premiere on Netflix and then go to AMC. Um, it's a sequel to the series centered around Jesse Tinkman. Uh, not sure if Walter White, Brian Cranston will come back or not, you know, in a flashback or something, but um, looks like this is something AMC is really pumping with uh, what they're doing with the walking dead and stuff too, is like making these, movies based off of shows or even like the Sopranos getting a prequel movie slash series. So, um, you know, we've seen it before we've seen it with like sex in the city or I guess even like clone wars, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's out of the realm of possibilities is you just don't see it too often. And now we're seeing a lot of it.
1: I think, I think like, when you think about what they did with Clone Wars, like what they used to do is like, oh, let's make a movie, and then uh, let's do a TV show because it was, you know, it was popular. And we want to flesh this out. This is cool because we got this really excellent series that nobody thought would probably get a follow up outside of, you know, the Better Call Saul, you know, companion series or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it's a nice treat to get this like this this sight into you know what they what happened after the series? You know, there's always questions. So. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm on the fence
0: because Breaking Bad ended so good that I don't need this. Mm. (laughs) I don't need to know because it's like, if it's not good, it's just going to be like, why'd you even do it? But, um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Let's see here. There is going to be a Batman in, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover animated movie Um, so Nickelodeon and DC you know have I mean they did it for a comic they did for an IDW comic uh, which was actually good and it made sense because they're all kind of detectives in a way that I didn't find it uh, jarring at all I had a good time with the comic, so you know I'm glad that D C animated's doing weirder and weirder stuff all the time. And uh I'll I'll definitely watch this.
1: Yeah, I mean they're already the third series just launched. So I think they just launched today, to be honest, or soon. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, it was the May solicitations. that's what I saw it. So in May, the third story by I think it's Tinian bites them. Um it's shelf, so it's been very popular enough to have three three series yeah, yeah, exactly um, and this this movie will be adapting the first the first crossover book, okay, yeah, that makes sense
0: uh we also got a trailer you know last week, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but for Frozen Two, which we all assumed was coming, um to be honest with you, I thought the trailer looked kind of epic,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like frozen. Um, I'll see frozen. I got, I have nothing good or bad to say because it does what it does. It's a Disney movie and it's, they're still pumping those out and giving you the same feels, you know, all these years later. So, but to your comment, the more like in, in terms of like spider verse and, and these, these animated movies that are pushing the boundaries, um, Animation style is only it get better, and these movies will only look more and more beautiful. So,
0: yeah, the opening shot where she's like on the beach and there's like this giant wave coming at her, I was like, Is this real? Like, is this just at like some crazy beach? You know what I mean? Like, it looked so good. <laughs> it wasn't until I saw Elsa close up that I was like, Oh, this is this is crazy. Like, this is wild. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh they're just keep stepping up that animation. Damn. Uh Dune continues <laughs> to add more cast. Um we got a release date of November twentieth of next year, which is crazy. And we have Josh Brolin in the role of Gurney Halleck, Jason Momoa coming in as Duncan Idaho, and David DeSmalchin as
1: Peter DeVries. Um <laughs> Who else else can join this movie? Because I really want to see. Because this is getting awesome. And I can't believe we get to enjoy this next Thanksgiving.
0: (laughs) I think what it is to... I don't think it's Dune. I think that most people go, what is that? Or maybe I kind of seen the sci-fi show or whatever. But what I think it is, is um, Dennis Villeneuve, that director. After what he did with Arrival and especially Blade Runner. I think every single actor is like, I don't care what it is, just put me in it. Like whatever it is that you're gonna do, that's gonna get shot the way that it's shot. And hopefully he's using um, Roger Deakins again to shoot yeah. that movie because what they did in Blade Runner was so effing mind blowing. Which is one why he won like uh, cinematographer and, and why that movie got so many Oscar noms. It's just, it's just, it's beautiful. So set in Dune. <laughs> in the different environments and in the sand and the big what are those worms like spice worms or whatever like yep. we're going to see some crazy
1: shit in this movie
0: and i think that's why all these actors are joining the cast
1: i think you should give dune more credit <laughs> people, people yeah. know what dune doing is buddy not I, not these not a lot of these millennials i'll tell you that uh, but uh i don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> they will <laughs> they
0: will. They will, but I, I it's because no, the movie is not good. Like, you know what I mean? And like It's not. So you really have to like that sci fi thing and that was limited. So I don't know.
1: I I, I think, think I think it got a lot of I think it got a lot of exposure back on sci fi, which those two movies were excellent, those two miniseries, but at the same time I d I it was a while ago. Yeah. So. Which is uh, good because now it's it doesn't feel like we've been oh my god when was last Dune oh it was it was ten to twenty years ago oh great fine let's do it let's exactly. do it better.
0: And finally, Jason Blum from Blumhouse is now considering doing some new Scream and Hellraiser films. Um, this comes fresh off of Halloween, uh, fresh off of acquiring the rights to do Universal monster movies, and now he wants to take on classic, uh, you know, slashers in a way, um, you know, I we're getting closer to that point where Jason Blum does Ash versus Chucky versus Michael, you know what I mean? Like, we're getting to that mega crossover point with him.
1: Oh, we better be. We've been waiting for that for too long. We got, we did get one great love story, but it just...
0: Freddy versus Jason?
1: Yeah, Yeah, which was fun. Is that's great, it. but we need. There's been so much talk of other things that need to happen. So let's let's get them all under the same roof. Let Blumhouse have his fun, and then uh, have some real fun. Yeah, I think the
0: only thing that's kind of curious is like, so Scream is owned by Miramax? New Line, which is yeah. slash technically Warner Brothers, um, and Blumhouse is Universal. So I don't know. We'll see how that works. But um, let's move on to some Star Wars
1: news, Chris. All right. So, filming on episode nine has wrapped. Um, so, we're going to post production. Uh, we had a little cute picture with uh, our three, our Trinity, all hugging it out. Oscar Isaac weeping, it seems, uh, as he would, because he seems like a very emotional guy. Uh, no. um, so, that's cool. So we're head- we're we're in the we're in the short stretch now headed to Celebration. That trailer is due out in April they say now. Uh it's definitely going to be attached to Avengers they said. So uh exciting times are ahead and I can't wait to see a little little bits, little bits from this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, likely if you're at Celebration you're getting that trailer first. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, and then that's why they said April. It was they're yeah. so vague. They're so vague about it, and it's like just say what you, you're going to put it on Good Morning America, and then it's going to be it's going to be announced for celebration. Then you're going to put it on Good Morning America, and then whatever. Just just stop beating around the bush. <laughs> we, we know. Yep. Well, you don't yep. think they're gonna like you're, you're acting like you're acting like you're not going to have that trailer ready for celebration.
0: No. Of course, they are.
1: <laughs> it's um, ready right now. That's <laughs> right.
0: So episode nine wrapping. That's good. You know, finally, let's go. Let's just give me this movie. I just want to yeah. see what JJ does. That's all. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Let's see what. Let's. I just want to see what people say after it. That's all. Yeah. I'm. I'm sure. just gonna get my popcorn and sit back for the comment section. Um, uh, so um. Uh, rumors. 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 Rumors about multiple TV shows that are supposedly wanting to be in development at Disney plus. Uh rumblings include a post show, Finn, Lando, Kira, Captain Phasma, Rose, Knights of Ren, and of course, Obi-Wan. Um why not, right? So yeah. some of these if you love Solo, you know there's not going to be a Solo sequel, we've talked about it. How do you would they try to develop more of a, you know, what happened with Black's uh, I'm about call him Black Sun. Black's what is it? Black Spire? Yeah. Um, what happens with Kira, what happens with Dark Mo- you know, all that kind of stuff. Those cool little things they set up. Um, who knows? An Obi-Wan show, which I think we want to kind of concentrate more here on, is more likely than everything else at this point, um, only because this movie's been in development. Hell, I'm going to call it for a while. Yeah, out of everything that you said,
0: Obi-Wan would be number one. Hmm. And that's it. You know, everything else is, like fine if you decide to do something, but it's the only one that I want more than anything else. Like Captain Phasma, like they would be, they'd have to be adapting the book,
1: right? Because it that makes sense. Right? And that that would be not a bad thing, oh, seeing man. that a lot of people probably didn't read the book, that should right. read the book, that would like the book. So that would be fun, I think.
0: But, like, you know, what Kira, Kira does, like, who knows? Maybe because she's done with Game of Thrones, so maybe maybe that's a good, you know, what? how does she get involved with Darth Maul? And then we get to see that story play out. The criminal
1: um, underworld of the Star Wars universe?
0: What is it? The red? What is it?
1: What is his group? Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting what it is, man. I call okay, <laughs> so... I, mean, I want them to be Black Sun. It's
0: not. It's but
1: they're not. It's not. Um,
0: not yet. It's not like Black Sun doesn't exist. It's just they haven't right, come out. Right,
1: right. Um, Black Sun does exist. Correct. Because it exists in the Clone Wars. So Correct.
0: So Lando, uh, I don't think Donald Glover would do it. I do not think he would do it. I think that he would cameo in things. I think for TV, I think he would be okay with that. But the dude has so much going on with music. I mean, he's just winning Grammys left and right and he has Atlanta and he's in movies. Like I just I don't see him doing a a full show. And Poe and Finn, I I actually don't see them doing full shows because both of them are steady acting. So I just uh, like the likeliness of everything, Obi Wan number one. Oh, Rose, I just don't want to see it. I just. I was care. just going
1: to say, after everything you just said, most likely that's the only show that's getting made. Rose, that's right.
0: I just don't care. No, I know, I know. Like, I'm what just, would the story I think that was a be? joke, anyhow.
1: I think that's a joke that somebody threw in there. Um, I wish I could claim that I put that in there myself as a joke, but it's, it was in an article, which I find no. to be a joke. Um. It's called Crimson Dawn,
0: yeah, Crimson Dawn, sorry, yeah That's it. let's just so. keep skip yeah name yeah. It, is, right.
1: it is it is
0: <laughs> I'll take this last bit of news real quick. I did uh, see this <laughs> Star Wars Project Porg is coming. you get to Tamagotchi, your own Porg and an a r augmented reality simulator um. I don't even know what to say other than if you want to raise a porg, now's the time. Can you cook said pork like Chewbacca does? Chewbacca actually leaves you the porg to oh. raise. That's the plot behind it, um, or he leaves you like a t- piece of technology, and the porg is involved. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. I'm sorry. So that's that's happening. <laughs>
1: There is a reason why I didn't put this on the list.
0: I know. All right. Poor Nathan. All right. What time is it?
1: It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right. Toy news. Uh, Guess what we're getting? We're getting a triple force Friday. Triple Triple. It's so much Star Wars. Uh, it's hitting October 4th. Uh, we got Episode 9. We got The Mandalorian. I don't even know what the triple. Frozen is, 2. What is it? Frozen 2. Frozen 2 is about Force Friday? Yep. Ugh. I don't get it anymore. Alright, Disney. <laughs> Frozen 2 is the third <laughs> Is the third part of this Trinity? Yeah. I don't get it. (laughs) What? Can you explain that to me?
0: I can't. No, because I don't care. Because the last two Force Fridays were so disappointing that I just don't care. (laughs) The Han Solo one and the episode eight one were both really bad. The Rogue One one was shaky. Force Awakens was amazing. So I I just don't care. I just don't. Especially yeah. since Hasbro still has the license, I definitely don't care. I just, I'm done. I don't think I'll go to it.
1: Oh, um, the third, the third thing was Fall in Order. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so bad. not froze. <laughs> I was like, "What are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> I was like, "This is going to be the. This is exactly what I think it was going to be. Garbage." Yeah. Um, but no. Um, if <clears throat> let me put it this way. If you're still a a fan of Hasbro toys um, and shitty distribution at that level, um, and you don't like pre-ordering things online, so you can guarantee that you get it, that you don't complain about scalpers, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. But um, have fun. <clears throat> I hope that they can roll this out properly because that's a lot of stuff. It, it is aggressive. It is. Uh, I am interested to see what kind of the Mandalorian stuff is coming out.
0: That's you know. That's it. The Mandalorian is the only thing that I'm going to go hmm and because most of those things will be well you assume like a lot of them will be in helmets or creatures which Hasbro yeah. does do a good job of at a $20 price point maybe then but then I'll probably go well what's the hot toys version going to look like so I I don't know I, I just in what they guys,
1: take you arts
0: <laughs> right and we we'll, we're going to come out with our toy fair episode guys very soon so you can listen to that if if you're a pseudo-plastic person, but we can talk about some of the other things that Hasbro launched. Um, just that price point, I don't know. So anyway, we can we can move on, because it, it really is more a different episode.
1: Well, I mean, with that hyper-realistic thing, yeah, I didn't want that to it's just getting more and more <laughs> like, hey, we have all these different things to offer. So I hope that that they make an awesome hot toy. Okay. DC Collectibles um, is headed to Walmart for distribution, some some specific things. This is the follow-up to their their giant-size uh, comics that they've been giving to, you know, giant-size book books exclusively to Walmart. So their relationship with Walmart continues. What can you tell us about that since you we're at Toy Fair?
0: Yeah, so what they're doing is um, they're doing a bunch of Batman black-and-white blind bags. So if you know the black and white figures or statues, rather, that's been going on for a long time now, they're shrinking them down to, ooh, I don't know, like two inches, maybe three inch scale, and they're doing blind bags with it, um, which are very popular, and especially at a Walmart. So that's the first part. So the first wave will come out of about, I think, like six to ten figures, and then if you didn't even want to wait for any of those blind bags, you can buy a box with all of them in the Wave, plus an extra figure (laughs) that's exclusive to that box. And the price point, I think, is like $40 for that box. So I was like, why would I ever buy a blind bag? Like, I didn't say it to Jim Fletcher, but that's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, I'm just going to get this, because you also get, like, an exclusive, like... I think in the first Wave was an exclusive Nightwing or something that wasn't even in the black and white line. So... Um it's cool. It's you know their big thing is like they're doing more with Walmart. Uh they're expanding the brand that way and they have never done anything at that scale for Walmart. So um and obviously with Walmart you're getting outside of Amazon, the biggest toy distributor in in the world. So it makes sense to to do it.
1: Yeah, there's It's interesting because I remember when the void of Toys R Us happened and they were like, Walmart will be expanding their toy section by like a third or something like that. So I haven't seen it at my Walmart because it's crappy. um, And I don't go there that often. I
0: haven't seen it either, but Target has. Target has really expanded their toy section.
1: I want to believe that. And I'm sure that happens in most stores. um, But I still don't even have NECA at my store. Just... This is the thing it has to be if if these companies are going to do this, it has to be well inventoried because i when I go to my Walmart I can't even find one of those giant sized books because they're not anywhere why you know that's not that's not good that's not good distribution that's not really caring if you know you're getting these these things out into the hands of of everybody who wants them who wants access to them and it just kind of opens up the scalper game so um, I would like to see these companies kind of work better on their distribution and, and making these stores more accountable for their setups.
0: Well, for you, I hope that happens.
1: And finally today, uh, Mesco <laughs> had a little fun with their Toy Fair exclusives. So they... They gave away their usual press bag. Uh this year it included a blade variant 112 and also Ancient Gomez, their mascot. And immediately most of these toys were put up on eBay uh at upwards of fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, uh. so it's I don't even want to talk about my feelings on that, because you know my feelings on that. Um but what I love about it is that <laughs> Mesco went out of their way, you know, their normal, the normal way of doing things and dropped Gomez yesterday as a pre-order. It sold out. And people started scalping it again. <laughs> and now, and that, two hours later, they put them back up for pre-order again, saying that we're going to put them up for pre-order. Our... Our manufacturer has said that they can they can do more, quote unquote. They can make more. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna open a pre order for all everybody that wants it. So now, <laughs> it was like the great eBay bid cancellation of 2019 crashed the internet. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. That blade is still gonna be the rare one, uh, but I do like the move that Mezco made, uh, kind of a uh, haha in the face of scalpers.
0: I don't even know if I have something to comment on this. <laughs> Only reason why is because when you say that, that just makes me mad to say that they can't do it for everything.
1: Exactly. Which I always mean, get mad, I get mad at the base at the base that that people go, they get this thing for free and then they sell it for thousand dollars, you know, it, and then they just scalp the hell out of it. And then people, but that's not their fault. It's people that buy it. There's people that are giving this. this these people demand. That the, are feeding the scalpers. No way. Um, I guess. Okay. It's, I, I understand what you're saying, but this is their mascot. This is their figure. So it's like, why would you want to do a limited run on it in the first place? That's as a consumer, I would assume that this figure would not be that rare. That they would have more The ability to do more of these than anything else. And why would you want people not to have this if it was that popular? Like, they're probably like, hey, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Everybody's like, I don't want this. I don't need Why the heck is Mesco making their mascot into a figure? What garbage? And then two minutes later, the same person's there pre ordering it or on the line in the groups bitching about the fact that they couldn't get it ordered. You know, so it's such a weird Mesco buyers are a weird group. So, I just I I thought it was humorous. I don't know if Mesco did it on purpose. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But the drama online was satisfactory and good entertainment. Well,
0: that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I kind of you know. want it.
1: <laughs> I kind of want it. I think it's a cool figure, but I'm not buying it. I do like his little compers.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. Is like it looks cool.
1: It's a new body type. Yeah, uh, which is cool too. Uh, his boombox opens yeah. up, you fold his gun into it like a like an assassin. Um, yeah. His feet are also magnets. And I guess the future release, the other release, is going to have a skateboard with it so that he can magnetically attach to the skateboard.
0: There's going to be another release of this?
1: Apparently. Because they have the instructions in this one show a skateboard, but it's not included. It's a comic book purchase that comes with it. There's that, and there's another there's like another thing that, that, that doesn't come with the comic. Okay. It's kind of, yeah, it's kinda, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, it, though. The pricing was interesting. 95 bucks. Yeah.
0: Well, where can you find us?
1: <laughs> we are at don'tforgettotell.com, the only place to travel geekly. Also, uh, check us on socials. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we used to have Google+, but apparently that's not real anymore. It wasn't
0: real to begin with. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was never really a thing. Uh, you know, guys, thank you for checking us out over the past 120 episodes, now to be 121. We appreciate your support. Always interact with us uh, on the socials. We're, we're happy to chat it up with you. But uh, this is Casey saying, go, go read your comics.
1: And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.